Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Drive with Goodman and Mason as uh, Mark Good- Knudsen here is filling in for Goodman and treating into treating me to his air piano. You, you really got on me right now. Van Halen's version is better. If you really got me, it's better than the Kinks version. Kinks was great, but it's better. You're not a Van Halen guy. What's the deal? I like Van Halen. Okay. I just like the I always like the original of Really Got Me. Okay. You're, that's and, fair. You're it's entitled. not generational because I mean I, I was two when the Van Halen version of You Really Got Me came out, and I was not even born when. The Kinks did their right. thing, okay. but I also my, my mother's English, and so I think maybe I have a little English in in the sixties, and I think I have probably a little bit of a, a bit of affinity okay. toward the nineteen sixties English okay. version. The, the Kinks are a very English band, very much so. Yes, and I'm, I'm hey, listen. Sun rises and sets on the Beatles, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm, yes. I'm with you, but. Danny and I agree. Van Halen was better, but move on. I'm probably in the minority on this, and that's, that's okay. Right. But right now is tremendous. And but did you ever play the piano? No, okay, my mother I, did. I was watching because I was watching the air piano. I missed my of, calling. Yeah, I should have been a drummer or a piano player. A yeah, rock band. I'd still be performing. I could perform into my eighties. Right? That's true. If I'd have known then, what well, I know now. drummer might be tough. I mean, like Phil, yeah, phys- like, right. like Phil, Phil Collins had right. has you're had right. to kind of yeah, right. like he scaled it back. Yeah. Although he's he's able to do some of it again now. Yeah. Um, but like he he couldn't drum for a few years in Charlie his sixties. Drummed for fifty nine years. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Got to put the time in the gym. Get, right. You know, keep keep it going, but, you know, I actually and, and not just that, I actually saw, um, are you, are you familiar with the day the music died, of course? Absolutely, of course. The, the, the plane crashing, Clear Lake, Iowa. Um, well, they actually do, every February, they do a weekend at the Surf Ballroom, which was... Really? Where exa- they were going to play, yeah. Where they all performed yep. right before yeah. the last concert. Right. You know, big, Big Bopper, Buddy Holly, everybody performed. Richie Valens, yeah. Richie Valens before the plane went down. And they do, and so like everyone kind of dresses in like 1950s stuff and all that. And now it's kind of acts recreating that era. But like 10 years, 11 years ago, Jerry Lee Lewis was still able to perform live. And so we were there the night that he performed. And that, I mean, just that was. Could he still do it? He could, like, on the piano, like. A whole lot of shaking going on. Did he kick over the panel bench. Uh, he didn't. He couldn't kick it. He he can't. <laughs> he couldn't get up anymore. Okay. Like he was on the piano okay. bench, right. and that and that that was That's it. But great. when but when it came time to play it, That's great. He still brought That's it. That's awesome. And he still brought the house down. That That's was awesome. Really you cool. got to see that. Yeah, I'm. You know, my musical tastes are about about a decade or two for me older okay. than they should be. It's okay for someone in their forties. It's all right. You know. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, it's pretty cool. So if you're ever in Clear Lake, if Iowa. you're ever in northern Iowa, Mason City, Clear Lake, Iowa, if you're ever passing by on your on I-35 between pop on, Minneapolis pop and on Des Moines, American Pie when you're listening, you know, bye bye Miss American Pie when you're driving through. Yeah, right. uh, you, you do. Or or I mean, you pop on that, but you also pop you know pop on some Buddy Holly, mm-hmm. you pop on some Richie Valens, yeah, yeah. and uh, and think of those days, man. That's that's actually one of the coolest things I've ever that, done. That's very cool. And it just so happened that like my brother-in-law lived in Mason City, which is about ten miles down the road. 
And this, we said, hey, that'd be fun to do once. And so we did. And, you know, life is about experiences, uh, no right? No question. You know? Absolutely right. That was a, that was a fun experience. I mean, yep. you don't want to spend too long in Mason City, Iowa. Well, you do. No, I don't. It's named after you. Doesn't mean I'm proud of it. Okay. <laughs> you know the music band? The musical? The musical. Yeah. Yeah, it's based on Mason City, Iowa. I didn't know that. Yes. You know, Trouble in, Trouble in River City. Uh-huh. That's right. Starts, starts with P. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. I'm with you. <laughs> anyway, if you want to join the Rocky Mountain Forest Prox's Twitter feed, he's at Mark Knudsen41. I'm at Mace Denver. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. We went off the track there, so we may actually. I think we'll probably take this into the next segment as okay. well because I because I thought uh, it was a really fascinating conversation that you yes, and did. Carl Benson had on your podcast with uh, Craig Thompson, who of course is involved with the college oh, yeah. football playoff. Absolutely, very. Very much so. There is a clear desire among a lot of precincts to expand the playoff to at least 12. Yep. If it were up to me, I'd go 24 like FCS, but I know it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. But 12 is certainly is a very good launching point. But what's the sticking point right now? Well, Craig was on the original four-man committee back in June of last year who yes. proposed the 12-man four-man. And he, as he said on the podcast, and I invite everybody to go, it's called Knutson and the Commission, although this week we called it Knutson and the Commission's. Because mm-hmm. Carl Benson is a wealth of knowledge. I mean, he spent 30 years as a commissioner of the Sun Belt, the MAC, the WAC. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a wealth of knowledge. So have, he and Craig are a long time somewhat adversaries when it comes to conference expansion, friends, golfing buddies, all that. Um, so he got he, he lined Craig to come up, come on the program. And, and Craig, at the time in June, they thought it was a done deal, right? They had this agreement placed. Then all of Oklahoma and Texas left for the SEC, mm-hmm. and everything ground to a halt. Hold the phone. Now we have the alliance. We have all these other things popping up. So they reconvene after the championship game the other night, and Craig said, he, and he says this in the podcast, I went into that meeting a lot more optimistic than I came out, which is very disconcerting to fans. Um, the reason being, just equate it, you can equate it to politics. The, mo- the political mood in this country right now is very polarized, right? Everybody's protecting their own. Every, every, there's very little room for compromise. Everyone's that's, making up lies well, that about too. the other. That's, in, that's kind of infecting the... This as well, this process as well. Now oh, it, it's become more territorial, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I, based on my on the conversation, we, it's a forty-minute podcast. Craig was extremely frustrated. You could just see it in his voice. You could hear it. He was very frustrated. He, there's still, it's not a done deal. It's not dead, mm-hmm. but it's on life support because of these individual interests that are that are going on right now. And you get the sense that it, it hinges. And he didn't say this directly, but it hinges on the Big Ten and the Rose Bowl. That's what you're, that's the vibe I got from it. And if you listen to it, you might come up with something different, but that's the vibe I got. Pac-12 has come out and said they want the 12-team expansion. The Pac-12's on record. We want to do this. Yes. The SEC's on record. We want to do this. The Big 12's on record. We want to do this. Haven't heard anything from Kevin Warren in the Big 10. And I think it's just a ter- matter of territory. It's a matter of, they, as Craig said, they want some answers before we can even ask the questions. They want to know how much the payout's going to be before mm. the format's even developed. So the group of five's question, and Craig being the representative for them, was, where do they fit in? Mm-hmm. Is there going to be an automatic sixth qualifying team? That, because it would original, make a lot of sense. In the original proposal, that was there. Yes. The, the highest ranked champion from, a, from the group of five conferences would get that sixth automatic bid. Then you got six at-large teams, mm-hmm. which is plenty for everybody, right? Right. And you look over the years, there's eight years of the right. playoff, right? It took a little while because the first three years, the 
group of five representatives were, were ranked 20th, 18th, and 15th. Mm-hmm. Since then, they've been ranked 12th, yeah. 8th, uh, 17th, 8th, and actually Coastal was 12th, right. but did, but wouldn't have gotten in a 12th team right. because SC would set, was 17th right. and would have had that spot. And then this past year, 4th. They've, yeah. they, they've paid their dues. And yes, yeah. the Big 12 is going to take Cincinnati and Central Florida, right. but there's certainly enough there in the group of five to right. where you can say... Right. That one of that one of their teams should be in a twelve team playoff every year. Right, and if I'm a CSU fan, I'm saying yes, I want that because Boise State's not quite Boise State anymore. Right, and now BYU's yeah. out of the picture, Cincinnati's out of the picture, Houston's out of the picture. Now I got got Memphis over there maybe a little bit, but it's wide open for the group of five. It is, and they're very thirsty for this, and Craig's very thirsty for this, and everybody's very thirsty for this. Craig made a good point. He said there were sixty eight thousand people at the at the national championship game. If you'd have taken a poll, how many of them want to see an expanded playoff? He said 67,500 would have said yes, and the other 500 were in, beer, in line to get a beer. Yeah. Because everybody wants this. Everybody does. All the people and entities involved have said, yeah, we want a 12-team playoff. The problem is they can't agree on the format of the 12-team playoff and where the Rose Bowl fits into that. Does it keep that 2 o'clock Mountain Time New Year's Day slot that it's desperate to hang on to? I mean, that would to me, that would be so easy. Yeah. Just say, we're going to have the quarterfinals on New Year's Day. And the quarterfinals are going to be the Orange Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, and the Rose Bowl. We'll go back to the old schedule where the cotton's up first, the Rose Bowl play the Rose Bowl plays, and then at night you play the orange and the sugar bowl. Well, now that's gonna ESP. make the Fiesta Bowl and the Peach Bowl unhappy. No, because here's my way around okay. that. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna have a first round, okay? Yep. The, uh, not a quarterfinal, but a round of sixty, a, right. a round of tw- a round of sixteen, cut to twelve. Right. So, some years the Fiesta and the Peach Bowl are going to get games in that first round. Some years they're going to get games in the next round. So they'll have semifinals. Some maybe every other year you all you get the semifinal. Every other year you get a first round game. I think I think, I think there, there's a way to make there, them happy. Certainly a way. And then and what you do then is yeah I think you were you were you return a luster to New Year's Day. That has been largely absent. I mean, I th- to me, it's a huge opportunity for college football to kind of get New Year's Day back to what it used to be. In terms of it, this is our they, day, they've agreed, our big moment. They've agreed they want to have multiple TV partners. They've agreed to a lot of elements to this. They've agreed oh, kind even of, better thing you can t- you can literally can go back to the old right. days where the Orange Bowl was on NBC and the Sugar was on ABC. Yeah, you can do all these. Things. You can make you can make all this right. happen. They. Again, again, it sounds to me listening to Craig, and I invite everybody to listen to it, obviously, for yes. selfish reasons. Um, the, it comes down to territory. Who's going to get what out of this? Who's going to be protected? I don't know how many of them don't want that sixth qualifier to be an, a, a, a non-Power 5. I don't know if the Big Ten is fighting for that. He didn't say. But he, he says there's still room to, for this to happen. And the big thing is, this was the, what fascinated me. When the 12-year agreement's over, the 13th year, there's no playoff schedule at all. No 14 playoff. There's nothing. Oh, that'll go over And well. Greg Sankey had a quote. Carl loves this quote from Greg Sankey. He said, listen, you can only kick the can down the road so many times until the can's not kickable anymore. Right. And Craig a, responded by, by saying, yes, if we don't get this done, we're going to have the same problems five years from now, 10 years from now, whatever that we have right now, same issues. Let's just get this done now. We don't have all the answers. We don't know exactly how it's going to turn out, but let's do something positive, take a step forward. And the big thing that I really liked, he, he pointed this out. You'd have late November college football games with at least 20 to 25 teams still in the mix for those 12 team spots. So those late season, season regular season games would turn out to mean a lot more than a lot of them do now. Kind of like in football, where they yep. sp- pro football, where they expanded. By Baseball. the way, 
By the way, the Big Ten mm-hmm. that's fighting this, what if you had a 12-team playoff, they would have had more teams than anybody. I'm not sure they're fighting game. it, but they weren't mentioned right. as one being be in front. In, in yeah, they should be in favor of this they because be. a 12-team playoff would have meant tw- a yeah. college football leading 23 right. Big Ten teams in a 12-team mm-hmm. playoff in yep. the last eight years. More boardroom intrigue on the other side. Will Major League Baseball start spring training on time? <laughs> Former Major League p- picture Mark Knutson and I will discuss it on the other side. Afternoon Drive, Goodman and Mason, Mile High Sports Radio, MileHighSports.com. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Danny with the good music choices today. It is a feel-good Friday Absolutely. around here, isn't it? Even it's snowing outside, a little chilly, but... Hey, we need the moisture, so we feel good about that. You're right. Feel good about uh, the Avs playing the Coyotes in back-to-back games. <laughs> Just yep. feel, feel good about playoff football. Feel good about the Broncos in a coaching search. There's a lot to be paying attention to. Yes. Right? Yes, always to grab your attention. There, there is a lot to grab our attention here. On Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, of course, you don't hear Eric Goodman's voice today. You'll hear him again on Monday. I'm Andrew Mason. The voice you hear today is Mark Knutson, who is can be found on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mark Knudsen 41 I'm at Mace Denver. I want to tell you about Rocky Mountain Forest Products because they're the only choice for wholesale lumber to the public. A family-owned business since 1974, Rocky Mountain Forest Products has become the leading supplier in the state of Colorado for some of the most recognizable structures around here. You can find their lumber at Empower Field, Coors Field, Ball Arena, and of course, the Stanley Hotel. If you're a do-it-yourself, forget your lumber from Rocky Mountain Forest Products when building your next fence, deck, or siding for your home. You can find Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge, emphasizing the H, or go to rmfp.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. You're not familiar with Family Guy, are you? I know, I know of okay. it. It's not one of the shows I okay. binge watch. Well, that's like there's a, there's, a, there's a running gag that goes through about emphasizing the H oh, okay. when, you, when it's a word with WH. Wheatens. Will Wheaton. <laughs> The Hartford Whalers. Okay. There, there were actually Chuck Caton, who longtime broadcast for the Whalers back in the day, would emphasize the H. Coo whip. Okay. You okay. can't have a pie without coo whip. How do you say the word whole? Whole foods. Whole foods. <laughs> whole foods. Yeah. Some Get your coo whip from whole foods. Some of that is impractical. Yes, it is. I don't think. I don't think whole, whole foods yeah, stocks coo whip. Anyway, I can go with wheat thins. Like wheat thins. Or wheat ridge. Or wheat or wheat ridge. Okay. Yes. Anyway. Oh, anyway, that uh, was a deviation. We're sorry. But that's the kind of thing you do when there's no real baseball to talk about. There, there's no hot stove league this year. Went on hold. 
with the lockout. We are now uh, 43 days into the lockout. That and, all? Yeah. Seems a lot longer than that. It does seem a lot longer. Uh, and The Braves haven't signed Freddie Freeman yet, have they? No, they really can't. Uh, no, they point. can't right Yeah. Every, again, everything is that everything's just on hold. It does you? bug me, it's yes. It's got to be bugging you. It's got to be. It does bug me when it's I like, think about like it. A little, yes. Like the princess of the And that's what really grinds my gears. There you go. Exactly. It's got to be sitting, so, like something <laughs> under your seat. You're sitting on a pebble, right? Just there all constantly. No, it's worse. It's a pebble in my shoe. Yes. Okay. That's Good. the worst. Yes. And then you're, and you're on a long walk. Like you're on a hike <laughs> and you got a pebble in your shoe. Yeah. And yeah. you, you can't, st- and it's muddy. Yeah. So you can't stop to yeah. get out because you don't want to get mud on your sock. Yeah. Well, that's where I am with the Braves right. not signing Freddie Freeman. That's also where I am, even though we haven't lost any games yet, with Major League Baseball and the union. Of course, there was a proposal that came from Major League Baseball to the union to say it was kind of lukewarm and the yeah. sorts of concessions, I think, is very fair. Well, it might be, be a little bit being kind, actually. It wasn't yes. very well received, but it was a proposal. That's the most important thing. Uh, I, I might have told you this last time I was with you. Uh, 85% of this deal is done, according to a friend of mine who's close to this mm-hmm. situation. 85% is done. It's the, it's the big, it's the small number of big issues that are left, and they're mm-hmm. negotiating those. This was the first lob of the volley, which is fine, right? Yeah. It wasn't what the union wants by any chance, but it was a. Union now gets to return serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the positive. If they weren't talking, or worse yet, if they were arguing in the press, in the media, mm-hmm. that's because that's what I lived through. That's what I lived through as a player. We All this got out in the, in the press, and it got, eh, got nasty and mm-hmm. personal. And then, then it takes a lot to get a deal done. What it took back then, I can remember one year in specific, I'm playing for the Brewers. Paul Molitor is the American League rep. I'm, on, I'm the alternate rep for the Brewers, but Paul's the American League rep. Mm-hmm. And Bud Selig's on the other side. Our owner's on the other side. Two of them went off by themselves, talked about it, and they got some stuff done. Mm-hmm. That's what it's going to take. Tony Clark doesn't have that kind of relationship with Rob Manford. And unfortunately, I, I know, having talked with Tony Clark a lot here, in, he was here in July, I spent a lot of time with him. I'm sure he doesn't feel that way about Dick Monfort. And that's who the owner's lead negotiator and is right the, now. And that's what do you think of that, well, honestly, I know from why. player's perspective? I can understand why, yeah. because Dick has experience dealing with unions from the meatpacking days right okay so he knows how to deal with unions that's why they're putting him up there but i also think they're kind of maybe putting him up there as a sacrificial lamb a little bit because manfred's taking a lot of slings and arrows mm-hmm. well-deserved slings and arrows right so we're going to take him off the front lines a little bit put somebody up else up there to to take some shots that really is not a prominent owner by major league baseball standards he's not a steinbrenner he's not anybody huge he's just a guy who's done some dealings with the union before and i think when push comes to shove dick will be moved to the side a little bit. They'll end up getting this done. I do believe, I'm not so positive that spring training starts exactly on time. Mm-hmm. They will not miss any Major League Baseball regular season games. That will not happen. Yeah. Spring training doesn't need to be six weeks long. There, it the, just doesn't. The date that is being thrown around kind of as a drop-dead date for not losing any regular season games is March 5th. I was going to say 15th, but yeah. yeah March which kind of, you, you've March. told me... right. For pictures in particular, mm-hmm. yes. about three weeks to yep. get up to speed and right. be ready for yep. opening day. And now opening day's in March, so that makes sense. Right. And that, yeah, March 31st, I believe, is right. opening so day. So I'd say around 5th to the 10th, somewhere in there. Okay. And I believe they will get it done. And I, as, I've, as I said before on here and in private conversations, mm-hmm. Vegas isn't going to let this linger. The sports gambling industry has too much at stake now. Yes. They've invested too much into baseball. Tony Clark said that to us in our meeting. He said, listen, you're not going to hear anything more about pace of play mm-hmm. because Sports betting industry doesn't care about pace of play. They like longer games. They more want th- more, th- more items to more bet More chance on. to bet. Exactly. Yeah. So guess what? About midseason, you stopped hearing anything about pace of play, didn't you? Nothing about it anymore. Nothing about four-hour games. I mean, the Be- world. some of the World Series games between right. the Braves and Astros, I mean, the, like game one, for example, 
was a it was a nine inning game, yeah. and it was I believe a four hour and twenty eight yeah. minutes. It was a slog. Right. And I and, and I love the Braves, but even I'm like this as right. a fan. I'm like next. I'm not a gambler. Right. I'm like this. This is too long. But if the gamblers are fine, the with gamblers it, were looking for something to bet on. Yes. Eighth and seventh and eighth inning, right? So yeah. Vegas is like, okay, we're, we're fine with this, and we're sticking a lot of money in your pockets right now. A lot. The sports betting industry has gotten, you know, Pete Rose is grumbling. He should be somewhere, mm-hmm. but they're doing a lot of that now. They're not going to let games be missed. Yeah. Their attention's on football right now. They're not really worried about baseball. After the Super Bowl. Right. That's one of the reasons why this has gone right. below the radars because right. we've been right here right. in the heart of football season. If it's After, not it, if it's not done by the Super Bowl, you are right. right. We will start Ma- hearing more March, and more about this. March Madness is is finite. It's three weeks. Yes. Baseball season six months. What do you think Vegas is more focused on mm-hmm. for their putting their investment dollars into? Right. So I, I just I think it's gonna be done before the I don't think they can miss any regular season games. But again, yeah. this proposal is eh. I, I, I looked at it, eh. It, they need to. The owners are going to have to give in on arbitration or, or the six-year free agent thing. They're going to have to give it, give it, make it five years instead of six. Right. They the owners have all this ammo on their side now with analytics on post thirty-year-old production, which comes back. We were talking about Freddie Albert, Freeman. That's Albert, a reason. Right. That's a hold-up reason on Freddie right. Freeman getting a deal. And and, in, and the Braves with Alex Anthopoulos have right. become very analytics-based right. in and management. So, so they, you know, back in the '80s when I was playing, we could scream collusion when they weren't giving contracts to guys. Now they can say collusion. We got the info right here. Yeah. Shows Albert Pujols' production bottomed out. He got his big money after thirty, but his production went down the down, 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 down. Right. Mm-hmm. So we got ammo. We can back up our claims why we're not doing this. So Rob or, or uh, Tony Clark's reply is okay, fine. Then pay the guys when they're younger. Yeah. Pay them when they're in their prime because that's not happening right now. Guys are not getting paid in their prime right now, and that's what Tony Clark's striving for. So if let's say they get the arb, the the, the year yeah, taken sure. off for arbitration yeah. well, free and, and hit free agency so you hit free agency after 5 instead of 6 right if that's the case like one thing that is a sticking point right now is they are very far apart on the luxury tax threshold right. they're right. 31 million dollars apart on that right. they're also apart on in terms of revenue sharing the union wants less revenue sharing right. down by 100 million because revenue sharing is a form of a salary cap right but that's where Dick Monfort being uh, at the forefront of right. this, he is going right. to want the he is he is going to be adamant right. for the lower luxury tax threshold. He's going to be adamant about adamant here's, about not cutting into the, that revenue sharing. Here's the thing about revenue sharing, and I'm I'm in favor of revenue sharing, but in this in a, in a way, it takes two teams to play a game. The difference in revenue is not from national TV money. That's split evenly. It's local. Right? It's local it's, broadcasting marketing revenue. It's that's some where, teams owning their own networks and right. others not. That's where the Dodgers and the Yankees have the huge advantage. It's not necessarily attendance. You can fit so many people in the building, right? Right. The Rockies do great in attendance, but they don't have the same. And, it, you know, I'm told by people. They have, a, they have a market that's huge in terms of size, but not, but not in terms of right. people. It's they lead. But they I'm lead told, baseball in pastureland in the market. I'm told. Well, in Kansas City, Royals. I am told that the Rockies TV deal, which is not public, is better than we think it is. Mm-hmm. That doesn't put it on par with the Dodgers and Yankees. Well, it certainly helps that they're with the right. network where they they're the primary right. Right. programming. I mean, AT and Sportsnet dies without the Colorado right. Rockies, right. So, at least here in Denver. So, I think if you find a way to share, you know, maybe you share the find a way to share local broadcast revenue on a almost a game-by-game basis. If the Yankees are playing the Royals, you share that broadcast revenue from that three or four-game series, mm-hmm. both teams evenly. And now you're sharing, because it takes two teams to play a game. But yeah. th- right now, as it is, the Yankees keep all that. The Royals don't get anything. until then the Yankees come to Kansas City, 
So that would even the only way that the only way I could see any kind of agreement on that is if they dropped the luxury tax threshold entirely. If you're the Yankees, you probably wouldn't have to. If you did that kind of revenue sharing, I don't think you'd necessarily need a luxury tax because you, everybody's okay. revenue is now spread out evenly. More evenly. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a baseball. There, there, there'd still be a gap. I, I, there's a lot of us who are kind of baseball communists. We'd like <laughs> to see it all evened out, right? Well, why does the NFL work? Yeah. There's I mean, no local you, ha- you, have the, you have these yeah. uber ca- 32 uber capitalists who run the single most socialistic operation. <laughs> In, in in world professional right. sports, right. I mean, if you right. if you had the structure of soccer right. on a global basis here in the NFL, the Broncos would ba- be relegated. They, the Broncos would be Aston Villa. What <laughs> do you know about Aston Villa? I don't know anything. I just know they it, get relegated. Exactly, they get relegated <laughs> from time to time. It would happen. Right. And that Dallas Cowboys would be like would be like Manchester City yeah, or Man- yeah, and just yeah. whatever. Hey, whatever we need to spend, right? right? Yeah. Anyway. But huh. if you shared revenue with with yes. each team, you everything would be fine. It takes two teams to play a game, share the revenue from that game. I'm with you. Attendance and TV money evenly, and we're in good shape. I remember having that epiphany at Yankee Stadium twenty about twenty one years ago, watching the Royals play the Yankees at old, at the second Yankee Stadium, yeah. and saying, you know, if the Royals aren't here, there isn't a game yeah. to play. Yeah. There should be some sharing yeah. going on, Makes and I and, and some of the fans sitting around me in the stands. We're not happy. You know that, that what that would generate though? That would generate or that would eliminate tanking, which is another thing that union is really strong about right, right. now. Competitive make these teams that are like the mm-hmm. pirates, pirates. These teams that aren't trying. Right. Make them try. Well, they're trying, try. but they're trying to win in twenty twenty five. Yeah. Make them try now. Yeah, exactly. Again, more like the NFL. Yeah. More chances from year to year. On the other side, the Broncos didn't have a, a first team all pro player today. Crazy. They don't have a pro bowler. We talk about their roster being talented, but is it? We'll get into that on the other side. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason. Eric Goodman out on assignment. As Herb Brown would say, Mark Knutson in for him. I'm Andrew Mason. I like no Herb's Sports Radio. No Herb's Sports assignments. <laughs> what, were his, what were those Herb's assignments? I asked Herb, he never told me what his assignments were. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Nice. Never been a remake. Nor should there be. I agree 100%. Can't top me. This will... All, my, all the little kids know this from the, the Guitar Hero. Of course. You know, my daughter knows the place from Guitar Hero. Yeah. I mean, who, who... Daddy's laughing. I mean, who can't go, smoke yeah. on the water. Nobody dare. Nobody dare. Dun, dun. Nobody dare. I mean, if you go... Remember no. back in the day, they used to have music stores, record stores, and you go in and they have guitars, you go in the back, like in Wayne's World. You go back yes. and start playing. You play this. Not today, my good man. I'm feeling saucy. I think I'm going to buy it. All right. But... Right. But I never saw, other than Wayne's World, I never saw a sign that said no stairway to heaven. No, but... but No stairway. That's Denied. Hard. That's hard compared yes. to smoke on the water. Yes. 
That would be what we all could play. Everyone that, right? can play Smurf. We could all play that. <laughs> that's the that's the allure of it. Afternoon right. drive with Goodman and Mason. The voice you hear is not Eric Goodman. Eric Goodman's on assignment. Mark Knudsen. He's looking at his disco from, ball today. And he has a disco yes, ball in his basement. I've seen it. I have actually. You? He's I, very proud of that. I have a gif of it. Yeah. I, I shot a really? video of it and I did a gif. Yes. Wow. He was okay with that. Oh, absolutely. He's he's so proud of that. Of thing. course. Wouldn't you? I would be too. Yes. Yeah. I guess I would. Danny's like, what are you talking about? I mean. A disco ball? It's awesome. It is. It's awesome. You put on the Saturday Danny's Night Beaver soundtrack. I mean, He's not impressed at all. He doesn't want to hear the Bee Gees. You start, He's not going to play the you Bee Gees. Start, you start playing like, you know, like <laughs> Night, yeah, night, night, fever. night Fever from the soundtrack. Yep, yep, and yep. Night Fever, Night Fever. We are fever. showing our age. We're old. Yes, we, are so we are old. so old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness, Drake Grace. If you want to join the conversation on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, I'm at Mace Denver. He's at Mark Knudsen. And we will talk music all day long on our Twitter feeds. Yes, we can and will. Might do it this weekend if Might. the playoff games are boring. Time now for What's Trending. <laughs> what's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility. In the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tea time today at theoptimumgolf.com. You hear plenty of people saying the Broncos have a talented roster, but they just need a quarterback. Well, they have no Pro Bowlers, at least now. They may get one promoted as an alternate. A couple, maybe. Yeah. Depends, depends who's in the Super Bowl. Right. None of their rookies are finalists for Rookie of the Year award. I think that's a surprise. I'll mm-hmm. say that. I think Pat Sertan took the second should Yes. Been. And just one of their players made first or second team All Pro. That's Justin Simmons, who, as the voting is, ta- is tabulated, is a second team All Pro safety, but not but not in the Pro Bowl, right? Hello. And only one other Bronco even received an All Pro vote, and that was the punter. And you know what, Sam Martin. Sam Martin's the third best punter in this state because the kid at CSU and the kid at CU were both better than him. I saw them both playing person. They're there both are some really good punters com- yes, that are. are coming out in the next couple of years. Ryan Stonehouse is a stud. Yes, he is. So who's wrong? I think like the, na- the nationwide media or I would, people around here. I would say, like in most circumstances, the answer lies somewhere in the middle, right? I mean, yes. is that fair? Because Justin Simmons is clearly belongs not only in the Pro Bowl but is All Pro. I mean, he had a magni- another magnificent season. This isn't the worst uh, shafting he's gotten, right? He got mm-hmm. a couple years ago. He was All Pro first team mm-hmm. and didn't it wasn't in the Pro Bowl. It doesn't make any sense, right? So we know Justin Simmons should be in there. And we know we got some of these guys, you, you mentioned Sertan, who had a great season and should be in the rookie of the year conversation. But they're, to say they don't have Pro Bowl talent, maybe they don't at a lot of positions, but they certainly have guys that should have been in, in the All-Pro, higher up in the All-Pro voting had they had a better season. You know, the fact that they're on national TV, weren't on national TV, but one, what, twice all season? Once, twice, the Sunday night game with Kansas They City? actually got there three times in the end. Okay, okay. so. <laughs> How about yeah, that? Yeah, because of the Saturday game, that's right. <laughs> I don't know that the people paying atten- were watching were paying much attention because you, if you didn't watch Justin Simmons play, and you don't think he's a first team all Pro Bowler at least. I mean, come on, safety so I, doesn't show up unless you get right. a pick or unless you have a big hit or you get burned. Right, so, and actually, like the yeah. one of the plays he got burned was against the uh, the Raiders. But my point the, is, but like mid season, and that may not have been his fault right. because as my. DNVR co-host Ryan Konigsberg has learned the play call was late getting in and that was an issue throughout the year throughout the last three years was late play calls coming on the defense defensive side from Big Fang. Yeah and that that all makes perfect sense I I think we all know that playing on national tv gets you exposure but we also know that 
every play is available to every voter, right? On the internet, yes. all 22 videos. If, if you're diligent about being a voter, if you take it seriously, you can watch every play from every player that you want to see, and you can do it in quick time. Mm-hmm. So I, I have this, this problem. I'm a Heisman Trophy voter. I have this problem with Heisman Trophy voters. I think they mail it in a lot of times. I think they just take the most popular player from the most popular team and let's vote for him mm-hmm. without really doing a dig deep or a deep dig, excuse me. I, honestly, deep dive, deep dig. I, I, I voted for Kenny deep Pickett dish. this year. I think Kenny Pickett was a far better quarterback than Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I know Mel Kiper and Todd McShare, Mel, Bryce Young. But it doesn't matter what he's going to be Tua. as a pro. It's they, what you're, well, you're evaluating same, on this. They said season. the same thing about Tua, right? Yeah. Blah blah blah. Kenny Pickett, if you put him in that championship game, I think Alabama would have won it. Mm-hmm. I think Kenny Pickett's a standout. But nonetheless, I because I studied, I looked, I watched videos, I did all that stuff. I don't think a lot of people do that. I think yeah. the Pro Bowl voters and the All Pro voters, a lot of times just mail it in, look at stats or something, just mail it in, mm-hmm. and that's not fair to the guys who are putting their their. Their careers on the line every Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday, right? I agree. Is that fair? I mean, you mentioned quarterbacks. I mean, I think uh, it's possible if Alabama had had Desmond Ritter, yeah, instead of Bryce Young. Exactly. I mean, not not that Bryce Young isn't very good, right? He is, but Desmond Ritter this season was better. Did like, more with less. Yes, and, and certainly it showed. Desmond right. Ritter was not a worse quarterback than Bryce yeah, Young. I have number two on my ballot. Right, but Desmond Ritter did not have the material right. around him that. And that, that probably hurts Justin Simmons. The fact that the Broncos were so decimated at linebacker this year, and some of those young guys stepped up and played really, really well. Some did. And then uh, there was poor Curtis Robinson was the one right, who didn't. Right. But, I mean, Browning was really good, right? I mean, some of these guys were really good uh-huh. this year. Pro Bowl caliber, maybe not quite there yet, but you got to love what Draymond Jones is mm-hmm. showing you for the future, right? I, Shelby I, actually, Harris, I think Shelby Harris doesn't get enough love, personally. He deserves a lot more. Yeah. And he was taking some flack early in the season, but then the last half of the season, yep. he was terrific. Right. Turn it on as a pass rusher, uh, back to batting down passes. Mm-hmm. I'll t- look. I wouldn't mind seeing a staff where Dan Quinn is the head coach, but Quinn has always like he would be hands off on the defense because really? he was that way in Atlanta. He okay. took it, but he took back play calling late in a couple of seasons, but he wanted to run the entire team. As you should. I would really be intrigued if Dan Quinn is the head coach, if he has Luke Getze or Mike McDaniel from San Francisco as the offensive coordinator, and if he said of the defensive staff, everybody's coming back. And hmm. Donatel wow. is the, is going to call the defense as coordinator. Wow. Christian Parker in the secondary, John Pagano outside linebackers. Reggie Herring, who I thought did one of the great coaching jobs I've ever seen from a position coach at inside linebacker, getting yes. all those guys oh, ready, dealing yep. with all those injuries. And, of course, Bill Kolar, you're not going to find a better defensive line coach on the planet. Okay. I, don't does, want does to, that, I don't want to see that defensive staff broken up. It is exceptional. Does, does that solve the play-calling issue you just talked about? Is I have, that a Fangio issue? I, ha, I, would, I would imagine that uh, Ed Donatel would not be a carbon copy of Vic Fangio. Okay. I believe he'd keep most of the concepts, but in terms of the actual administration of things, I think he would do things a little differently. Mm. And I think Dan Quinn would expect them to be done a little bit differently. But that's something that, if, if you could put together for me kind of a perfect scenario, it would be Dan Quinn, Luke Getze as, a, as OC, because then you have a head coach that Russell Wilson likes and an yep. OC that Aaron Rodgers might like. Mm-hmm. And then you keep status quo for a defense that I don't believe deserves to be torn down. And then you go out and you hire a special teams coach. Yeah. Tom McMahon's <laughs> already gotten interviews. 
He's interviewing with the Panthers. He's going to interview with the Chargers. And you say to that what? I oh, have no objection to God. it. I don't think Tom McMahon's a bad coordinator. And I admire the fact that he took responsibility and yep. fell on the sword week after week. Mm-hmm. There are some uh, there are a couple other of other people who did regular press conferences last year who one is no longer with the team, one is almost certainly no longer with the team who could have learned from Tom McMahon's sense of mm. responsibility. Mm, okay, well said. I like Tom McMahon more than anybody else does around here. Okay. I'll just say that. Good. Danny, what did we miss? <laughs> Some big news coming out of the Colorado Rapids ranks. A little bit of a roster shakeup there, and also we'll preview the Nuggets game tomorrow evening. That's next right here on Afternoon Drive with Knutson and Mason on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason. Eric Goodman on assignment. Mark Knudsen, former Major League Baseball pitcher, filling in for him. I'm Andrew Mason. If you want to join us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, he's at Mark Knudsen41. I'm at Mace Denver, time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. News coming out of the Colorado Rapids organization as they have sent midfielder Kellen Acosta to LAFC for $1.1 million, up to $400,000 if performance metrics are hit, and a percentage of future transfer fee if Acosta is moved again. The Rapids were the top seed in the Western Conference for the MLS playoffs. Acosta was a big part of that, and he's a big contributor in U.S. men's national team international play. Is this a mistake for the Rapids after such a strong season? Well, they think they've got depth and plenty of depth in the midfield that they could afford this because last season they brought they they picked up Mark Anthony K from LAFC, and like Kellen Acosta, he's an international. He had 16 caps. Uh, playing for the Canadian national team did K last year. Acosta, more of a household name because he plays for the U.S. national team, and he had tw- and he had 21 caps. They get back 1.5 million, what they call allocation money, which is basically uh, you can spend on on other players. But it's really interesting, Danny. It seems like uh, there's a little bit of bitterness because Kellen Acosta he, on Twitter responded to a report that suggested the Rapids were working on an extension with Kellen Acosta, but they couldn't come to terms that uh, there were there were rumors of a transfer to Europe and didn't work out. And Acosta tweeted, quote, this narrative is sad. Colorado pushed me out. They had an offer for me on the table from abroad, an ongoing interest and opted to trade me, unquote. I mean, I don't like trading, even though midfield is a position of strength. I still don't like this deal. This is... 
It certainly on the surface doesn't look right, even though with the way Mark Anthony K played down the stretch last year, I can understand it because there's a, effectively a one-for-one replacement. But it's not a good look to really, in terms of your fan base, to trade a, a star for the U.S. national team. All I know is the Colorado Rapids blocked me on Twitter. Yeah, I'm the exact I don't know anything opposite. about soccer. They, they favor it like every I time I tweet good. about well, it. Well, that was very well so, said. You know. And it, you know what? It's a familiar refrain throughout sports, not just soccer. That so, kind of thing. Trade got, the guys making a lot of money. You, ha- you have to, uh, if you're going to understand sports in 2022, you have to understand finance. Yep. Biggest Nuggets offensive performance so far this season. Last night as Denver routed the shorthanded Blazers 140 to 108. Tomorrow night is Denver's next game. And uh, they clash with the Lakers, who are currently 7th in the West with a 500 record. The Nuggets are just ahead of them, 6th place in the West. L.A., still without Anthony Davis, currently rehabbing a knee injury. Is Denver's performance against the Lakers going to be a good barometer for where they could go this season with Murray and MPJ sidelined for this, for at least the ne- the near future? There's no barometer with this team from game to game. You just don't know, right? They, they, they could go out and score 82 points tomorrow night against the Lakers. You don't know. It, it, it just depends on what kind of shooting night the bench has, right? Right. That You know what Joker's going to give you. You pretty co- The rest of the starters are fairly consistent. It's Again, some of those starters right. would normally be bench guys if you were, you were at full strength. So you give the bench a little slack for that. Mm-hmm. But if they don't make shots, especially as many threes as they're shooting nowadays, they get blown out. If they're mm-hmm. making them, they blow somebody out. So barometer, there's nothing to go on. It's just, who, who knows this team? They are like a box of chocolates. Right, and it's a really interesting weekend because they turn around, they've got the Jazz on Sunday night. By the way, if you Jazz are... Jazz started to struggle a little bit when, with, once they got that COVID Exactly. Game. But yep. the Jazz are they're a better team. But here's what's oh, yeah. interesting. If you want to get into tomorrow night's Laker game here in town, Nuggets-Lakers, tickets start at 60 bucks on the open market tomorrow night. Wow. Even without AD. Of course, there's still that guy, LeBron yeah. James. Against a, a better team, not the same marquee value of LeBron James, but a better team right now in the Jazz, you can get in for $10 on Sunday night. <sighs> Well, everyone wants to go see Carmelo Anthony, right? I would rather go see Donovan Mitchell than anybody who plays for the Lakers right now. Honestly, I would too. He's the better player. That's a good deal. That, of course, was just in case you missed it. And that's our week. How about that? We're done. Another week in the books here, Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Eric Goodman will be back on Monday. Mark Knutson, appreciate you joining me today. Uh, Except for the soccer take. I I enjoyed it too because I don't know anything about soccer. Well, that's okay. You can't use your hands. I know that's all. Yeah, that's okay. I I was able to carry you there. I do like I'm wearing a soccer. You are, and I do like that they have relegation. I think that should be part of American sports. I thoroughly, I thoroughly agree. Danny Bailey and Elo Piro keeping us looking good and sounding. Tony Clark would like that too. Yes, I'm sure he would. Danny, because then you punish the worst. That's right. Danny Bailey and Elo Piro behind the glass. Great job as always, gentlemen. Thank you for for keeping us looking good and sounding good. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Broncos coaching search be rolling on. More interviews. We'll dive into the candidates. Again, and of course, recap the playoffs and the playoff game to come Monday night between the Cardinals and the Rams. So have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. Hopefully enjoy the Nuggets and the Avs this weekend as well. We'll talk to you Monday.